Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. It's the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can find me on all social media at No Clutch Nate. And today we're talking about minute 135 of Dawn of Justice, which is going to start with uh, a tender moment between Cal L and Lois Lane um, after he's just nearly been killed off. And it ends with uh, Anatoly telling Martha that I'm afraid this is goodbye. Um, how do you want to start this one, Nate? Um, t- uh, to Batman, a verb. I think we talked about that yesterday. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's gone. And then it's just um, it's just a classic Lois and Clark kind of feel. The, you know, nonverbal acting. They understand exactly what they have to do. Um, yeah, that's it's like the best way to explain that. You know, the nonverbal. Yeah, for sure. Um, that cut on his face is still looking... Looking good. I love it. I love the cut on the face. I mm-hmm. do. Yeah. He um, made him bleed. Did we even say that? So, did, well, we you know, did. We said the question. Yeah, do we you did. bleed? Well, we, well, that, well, I guess. He made him bleed, man. He made him bleed. But I said he cut the God across the face and like show that he can bleed. So I guess we kind of answered that in some way. We got it. We understood. You and I are on the same page. All right. Um, I don't think anyone has to question that about us. <laughs> um. But yeah, the whole Batman thing, like he disappeared, like it's still like the minute cut it in half. But for those watching these, this exact moment, like it's a one, it's a long shot in the sense of like Batman disappeared off frame and we kind of look at Lois and Kal-El and as it pans back to where Batman was just at before he went off frame, like he is not there anymore. And like just that, gone, and I don't know if that was intentional. It has to be because it, like it feels like it has to be, and so underappreciated. If so, like that is one cool Batman moment, mm-hmm. and I want everyone to take the time to go watch that and just soak it all in because that was really cool. I think we got a reverse of it in the beginning when uh, Rucka and Matsuchelli, uh, th- those are the names, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They when when Rucka went oh, up and like it yeah. was he w- walked upstairs and Batman wasn't there but then he turned around and like boom he was just in the corner I guess that's the reverse of it yeah um, you know one of them he wants to be seen by Rucka the other one he wants to not be seen by Lois and Superman here yeah that I buy that like we saw the corner he wasn't there mm-hmm. then look at the corner again and he's there that is a reverse he. Batman into an area. There you go. And he's done that before in other films where he can like Batman behind someone. Batman goes both ways. To Batman, someone goes one way or the other. That's true. That's very true. Either you can show up behind some, show up when least expected or leave undetected. Perfect. All right, cool. That's the definition. Those, if you have that ability, you are probably one of the best party goers in the history of man. What is, what do you mean? To like to Batman, Adam. To, yeah, to any sort of party that you're going to, it's like all, all of a sudden, Jake's here. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened to Jake? I don't know. He just left randomly at the night. No one, no one saw him leave. Hell but yeah. But he was still around to see everything that happened at the party. I buy it. I'm in it. I love it. Uh, so the moment between Lil Saint, it really just is like we understand what we have to do as, as heroes, as as 
as people in this moment. Yeah, he's like, I gotta go. But he looks so sad, like, I just died, but I have to go out there again. It's such a... And even his float away Mm -hmm. seems so defeated, so beaten, so crippled. And, like, he's, like... It seems like the saddest float a Superman has ever done. The saddest float. (laughs) It just is. Um, And when he, like... The CGI is so good here. I love it so much where it's, like, this flowing god, and then it just shoots up straight up. Um, And it shoots up the exact, like, hole in the building that he, like, fell through when Batman threw him over. Yeah, so I wonder if he's going out through the same rusted window, dirty window. Probably. The dirtiest window. The dirtiest window makes a comeback. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I feel like maybe there's some, uh, quote-unquote, symbology there with Superman going up the same way he came down in this building, Um, which I'm sure someone will parallel that. Yeah. Um, We cut to... um, Does it happen in this moment? No, it happens later in this minute um but we cut we like hard cut over to the batwing which we haven't seen ever in this movie yeah no not yet like this is the first time we even see the thing we have to all of a sudden be like oh yeah obviously he has a batwing like of course he does like why would we even question that we never seen it ever but here it is and we're okay with it but yeah batman has a batwing he's in it He's gotten into it, and uh, yeah, we get some non-armored Batman. By the way, he's in he's yeah in regular he's sh- Batman, stripped down to the the suit and everything. Mm-hmm. So quick, so quick on the draw. This guy always prepared, and um, still ten minutes until Martha Kent is supposed to get smoked. Ten minutes, really. Next time you're doing something for ten minutes, like think of how fast those ten minutes actually go. This is a guy that needs to jump into a plane, get dressed out of a metal suit, get into a new suit, jump into a plane, and go halfway across the city. I'm sure he had the suit on underneath. He just didn't have the cowl on. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Because you got to be ready for that, right? Absolutely. Um, And so we get some of the best Alfred dialogue in this entire movie. Yep. Like, this is uh, probably... Verbatim Alfred. Probably my favorite quote from Alfred that is not in the theatrical cut. We were watching it the other day, and there's a lot of dialogue that gets cut out just randomly. Yeah. And uh, I always, I'm starting to wonder, like, why why cut out parts of a conversation for editing purposes? Like, if you, I understand, like, cutting out scenes because of, of length of film or, like, it, it doesn't jive well, but... This conversation cuts out the best part of it in the theatrical cut. One of the most, probably my favorite exchange between Batman and Alfred is cut out of the theatrical cut, and I just want to know why it was. And there's there are parts with Lex Luthor that get cut out, and there's some of the best parts of Lex Luthor. And it's like, why did you cut that out? Yeah. It's like the, the hits so much harder than anything else in the conversation. Yeah, like they cut out a lot of Henry's dialogue in the theatrical cut, yeah. which is not not cool it just seems like it seems like they cut out the best parts intentionally and it's the weirdest thing it really is the weirdest thing like i understand if you want to cut out parts of nairomi because of or transition scenes and or stuff yeah like because that, of plot, establishing shots yeah like like anything with with plot or time frame like i get that but it's like you came in you're like 
we can cut out this bit of dialogue. And it's like, what do you mean? That's like the best part of it. Like, that's the part that people want to see. And so in this moment, we get this Alfred. Uh, he tells uh, Mr. Wayne, calls him, uh, oh, Master Wayne, sorry. Master Wayne, um, I'm sorry for listening in, but I've tracked the Russian's phone to a warehouse near the port. You're locked onto it. And Batman, this is the part that gets cut out, is Batman says, I don't deserve you, Alfred. And Alfred responds, no, sir, you don't. And it's one of the best, it's one of the best exchanges, if not the best exchange between the two that I love so much. Because it's true, you've been this, you've been this piece of shit this entire movie. <laughs> and he's been in your ear telling you, because yeah. he's the other half of him, and he's telling him this whole time, like, hey, man, you're being a real piece of shit. And he's like, I'm not being a piece of shit. And it's like, I don't deserve you. It's like, of course you don't. You don't deserve anything. You've been the worst person. This you have, like, you've been the villain this whole movie. Yeah. Like, I, whenever I watch this movie, I see Batman as the villain, uh, one of many in this film. And it's so true. Anybody that's gotten their feet wet to a Batman and Alfred relationship, you're going to know that this rings true. That mm-hmm. he, he never deserves uh, somebody as good as Alfred. And it's, but that's the beauty of it. They complement each other. It's they a, need each yeah. other. Yeah, it is a beauty. Like that's that's their relationship. It's 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 terrible, um, and it's it's a wonder that you know Alfred continues to support him. But he's doing his job, man. Yeah, he's doing his job, and he's he's doing it out of love too. That's a, that's the that's the kicker. Yeah, it's not just a job. Yeah, it's more than that. It's a promise. It's the support of a friend. It's all kinds of things. Family. Yeah. And uh, and I just love that quote so much. And it, it pains me that when we watched a theatrical cut, it was almost like we were expecting that moment. Like you yeah, and I, we were. We were watching <laughs> it. And we're like, okay, he's going to say like, you know, I don't deserve you, Alfred. And it was just like immediately cut to the, and we were like, wait, does he say it later? Yeah, like, wait, what happened? Like, and it, it bothered me. And then like later on, um, Next week, when we see Superman visit Lex Luthor, like there were quotes that I was ready for, like some of the best parts that are memorable, and it's the whole conversation. And it's like it's not there, and it's like, what do you mean it's not there? Like, why was that? Like, uh, people are like, oh, don't take that part out, but cut this part out. It's mm-hmm. like, you fiend, David Brenner, fiend. what is wrong with you, fiend? <laughs> um, but yeah, Batman. Uh, Ascends out into the area. Oh, yeah. Lois Lane picks up the... This is probably a big, important part. Um, but um, Lois Lane picks up the, the spear and, and uh, gets rid of it, basically. Yeah. Thinking and she's doing the best. Doing a justice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is pretty cool to kind of get this UFO-looking scene here where she, like, looks all of a sudden. She's like, what is that out there? Mm-hmm. And it is the Batwing, which... Again, we have to all of a sudden be like, "Oh, wait a minute! Yeah, he has this bat wing. We're not even questioning it. Like, audience, like it's like in the movie, they were like, no one's gonna. We don't have to introduce the bat wing or anything. He just has a bat wing. Like, yeah, it's cool. Like, you don't really need to put so much emphasis on the bat wing than you do on the uh, the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it's just like you just accept that. Oh yeah, Batman flies sometimes. He's got a jet. Yeah, <laughs> and I, and I really like that. I like when superhero films like don't have to explain anything. Because that's just people know Batman has a bat wing. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need him visiting Lucius Fox and being like, I need a plane and it's like, Oh yeah. well, let me introduce you to this and maybe this could be a thing. And it's like 
just have the damn thing. Just do it. Get cool with it. The less time you have explaining it, the more time you have experimenting with it. And, like, just do that. Like, I love it. I agree. Um, yeah, she gets a spear. She's going to go do something with it. And um, we cut to Martha Kent again with Anatoly Kinyazev. And uh, she looks great makeup job. That's all I will yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. makeup job on, on Diane Lane to look like this. Almost like she's been kept, uh, like, starved or just real, real distraught looking. Real POW camp. Yeah, real prisoner of war style stuff. Um, they did a great job with this, with this amazing shot that we have here. And <sighs> good old sunglasses, man. <laughs> cool sunglasses, dude. Yeah. He's in, he hasn't had sunglasses on for a while. Not so. anymore. It's it's nighttime. <laughs> um, but that's really it for this one. Um, we got there, Nate. We did this whole resolution bit with Batman and Superman. We did. They uh, the fight's over. The title of the movie's done. I guess we just go home. Well, What's left? The main part of the title, a whole third act, which is Dawn of Justice. Yep. Yeah, I you know a lot of people probably were like, wait a minute, we have this whole other bit. Like the movie's not just going to end here. It's like, come on, man, we're talking about the. Re- mean, is it like an hour left? Isn't it forty minutes or something like that? It is. We have fifty-two minutes left. Does that include credits? Yes. So yeah, like forty-something minutes. It's a yeah. It's a big one. It's a big chunk of... It's a whole third act, man. Yeah, we still have, uh, what is this, 27? Oh, we have 10 weeks left. All right. 10 weeks of minutes left. Well, I wonder what happens. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be maybe something about dawning of the justices. Yeah. Because uh, clearly the, the Batman versus Superman is, is over now. What uh, what else is there? And I got to be honest, this final act that we're about to get into, my favorite part of the film. Yeah. It's a and it's a uh, I feel like for most people, or for some people out there, it's the worst part of this film, mm-hmm. but I will defend that this this last act that we get in this film is probably going to be, I'm going to take a, a, a bet and say 20 years from now, this is going to be the most iconic part of this film. Yeah. This The actual dawn of justice, like the what we refer to this film as mm-hmm. is happening. Like this is the whole point of this movie. We're going to see the Trinity and everything. Like it's honestly the best part of this film. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. But uh, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap up. Yeah, man. All righty, let's do it. We're going to wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, find us on all DC on all social media at DC EU Minute. I keep messing it up. <laughs> DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society on Facebook. Join us on there. Other guests, other listeners, join in on the conversation of today's minute, past minutes, future minutes, and Man of Steel minute. And, uh, yeah, find us on Vero as well. Patreon, if you want to get some comic book reviews. Nate and I get wild talking about Transformers versus G.I. Joe, Doom Patrol, Injustice. If you want a comic book uh, reviewed, find us on Patreon, Two Old Media. And, uh, yeah, subscribe to us. Let us know what comic books you want us to read. We'll read it and devote a whole episode. They usually run about, like, two to three hours. Um, and just we just sit down and talk about the comic books. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week here on DC Cinematic Minute.